Thank you for joining us on Connected Ops Visionaries. Each month or so, we'll be connecting you to leaders, pioneers, and visionaries who are breaking down barriers and silos that exist in digital operations. For safety or maintenance managers, fleet operations managers, a business operations exec, or even someone in IT or finance, this podcast is intended to bring you the learnings and knowledge you need from those who have walked in your shoes. These are the pioneers of the industry who want to ensure their organizations have the right data that glean real insights and aren't afraid to act on them quickly to drive better business outcomes. The goal is for operational excellence at the end of the day. Our guests love diving deep into how it affects business processes, so we'd like to welcome you to the future of connected field and asset operations. This is John Carrione, your host of Connected Ops Visionaries. And today's guest is Christy Falteruso, Vice President of Customer Success at IntelliShift. Christy is also an early leader in the customer success space, and she'll discuss how IntelliShift is putting customer experience as a core charter for the company. We'll also get her thoughts on where the industry is headed. Hey, Christy, great to have you on the show. I'm relatively new to IntelliShift as well, so I'm excited to hear more about your journey, and how you've helped mold the vision of how to deliver an optimal customer experience here at IntelliShift. Thanks, John. Thrilled to be here. Great. Since you're uh, one of our inaugural guests on Connected Ops Visionaries, and I think you're one of the earliest builders of this customer success function starting more than 10 years ago, can you tell us a little bit about the history of customer success and how you came to be a part of the client success revolution? And then Why do you think this function formed and expanded out from traditional customer service and account management from the early days? Why did we why did we need to see this revolution? Yeah, that's a great question. So I kind of got started in customer success as a transition from marketing. So I spent the first 10 years of my professional career in marketing, digitally specific, and you know, had leveraged a couple of technologies and tools while I was managing different programs. One of them being a company called Bright Edge, which uh, focuses on search engine optimization and content marketing. And so after several different companies of using the technology and really built close relationships with their executive leadership team, I had said to their CEO, you know, if you ever open an office in New York, hire me. And they did. And then they did. So it was a very interesting transition where I was able to leverage you know, my expertise as a subject matter expert coming into their organization. I had familiarity with their product and the landscape. And because I was a former customer of theirs, I knew what their customers needed to be successful. So those skills really helped set me up for success as I was transitioning into customer success. Now, to your point, right, this is nearly a decade ago. And so there was very little framework built out for a lot of SaaS organizations at that time. So I got to be at the forefront of really establishing what good customer success would look like in a way that was going to drive material impact for companies. So we focus on things like outcomes and experience really early on when many companies weren't thinking about that. The role was very transactional in nature, some very commercially focused, but we knew that in order for our customers to truly be successful with the partnership, we were going to have to guide them in a very strategic way. So the model that we had built out at my time during Bright Edge, which is about five and a half years, really anchored on that outcomes and experience. And so we, you know, over the five and a half years that I was there, we grew and scaled our team. And customer success became a core differentiator for us and our customers and how they drove value for their businesses. Now, what I would say is having seen the success of customer success, it's required, right? Customers are purchasing technology to drive some change management in the organization, usually embarking on some digital transformation, and they can't do it alone. And so this role kind of allowed teams and companies to really help set their customers up for success in that framework. 
Yeah, that's great. That's really a great story. And I am also kind of curious, even in, let's say, the last four or five years, how have you seen the customer success function and strategy evolve to that next level? Yeah, I think it became less about tactical playbooks and and repetition and more about truly aligning to what your customers needed and having the agility and flexibility to be a bit more custom in your approach. So I think when I think back to, you know, customer success circa 2010, it was, okay, here's the framework and this is what you're going to go do and do these things for all of your customers. And now we know that customers have different needs. They've got different use cases. They've got use cases you haven't thought about. And so what we've been able to do, and I think how we've evolved, is creating a framework that has that agility built in, where we're helping our customers, guiding them along the way, but at the same time, really listening to them and understanding what they need to be successful and to really drive change in their business. And so I think by investing more time and building a framework around that discovery and then that kind of tailored approach to their outcomes has allowed us to produce better results for both our customers and our companies. Fantastic. Kind of curious, if do you ever have a time where you've got a small set of customers that are a little bit more vocal than others and you're trying to understand you know, what asks fit into your ideal customer profile versus a customer that's really focused on something that isn't in our core roadmap? And how do you weigh whether or not it's something that you want to try to drive back to the engineering and development teams? Yeah, we, we think about that a lot. And that kind of falls under voice of the customer. And especially with product feedback, it's trying to figure out the, the voice of many against like the valuable voices, right? The voice of impact and alignment. And so, you know, I think what it's about is taking all the feedback and starting to hear who's asking for what, what does that look like? And does it align with the vision that you have for the company? What I always tell people is don't call them feature requests. I think it sets the wrong expectations with your customers. Call them feature ideas. Make sure that they understand that as part of the partnership, their feedback is important and invited. But you don't want to have them think that you're building a product that is custom or bespoke to them. It needs to be aligned with the direction that we're headed as a business. And so taking that feedback, sussing it out, understanding the data behind it, who are the customers? Do they fit into your ICP? What is the volume of those requests? And, and how does it map against your roadmap? So you want to make all your customers feel heard. You also want to be transparent about setting the right expectations on what you're going to do or not going to do and the why behind it. And for a lot of customers, I think they'll really appreciate that. While maybe you're not developing every feature or function that they need or require, good software has you know configurability and is, should be flexible enough to give customers the outcome whether or not it's the same path to which they want to get there. Great. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, you've obviously have a customer first philosophy seems to be very much in your DNA. Did that play into your decision to join IntelliShift earlier this year? Absolutely. So having led four different customer success teams and most of them being global, my success is entirely dependent on the organization's ability to be customer centric. So if the customer success team is seemed as a, a means to an end, or I, I need to have this team because the board said I need to have this team, that's very different and my success will not be as great and as impactful. When I can find companies that are truly focused on customers and that everything that they do across all their functions is really wrapped around creating a great experience and producing value for them, those are the environments where I can be most successful. Earlier this year, you know, when I embarked on some conversations with John and the executive leadership team, you know, a lot of the questions I had was how do they think about their customers? And, you know, when they're thinking about their product, what role does the customer play in that? And when they think about our processes and what we create, what role does customers play in that? And so what became very evident is that customers were at the forefront of how we did everything in the business. 
And so I knew that this would be a great opportunity where I would be empowered and I would be enabled to go and build out a true customer success organization and practice, and that I would have the appropriate alignment from all of the cross-functional leaders to really make that a success. Because at the end of the day, customer success is not a team. It's not a person. It's a, a philosophy and an outcome for an entire business. Absolutely. And yeah, I think the partnership with marketing is really important because we're thinking about customers and telling customer stories every single day. So couldn't agree more. And when we think about that, that success that you talked about, because that's really the key part of the equation here is how do we get to that customer success and, and what does it mean? Do you have a couple examples as far as the old world versus the new world and how you've been able to help drive success to our customer base here in your uh, short time here? Yeah. So I will say we've made huge strides this year. Um, as I kind of reflect back on the past nine months, I'm almost astonished myself to see all of the work that we've put in place. Everything from you know rebuilding the teams and scaling all of our processes and our new engagement models to even the technology that's powering our operations. We've spent a lot of time building this stuff this year. And so rolling most of it out, I would say mid-year. But we do have a great, great story from one of our customers who had been with us for, for quite some time. And, you know, they went through our initial onboarding process and our engagement had worked with our CSMs for a period of time before I had joined. And as of late, they had merged with a larger company and, you know, they brought that company on board and they came on as a customer and we were thrilled to have them. And so having the ability to now onboard this other part or other division of their business into IntelliShift, we were able to demonstrate our new engagement model, our new onboarding, our new philosophy and approach to customer success and outcomes. And so what was great for us to hear is that we had a customer who had actually seen what we did before and now what we did today. And we received really, really positive feedback. It was like it was dealing with a new company. It was, you know, our professionalism, our engagement, our thoughtfulness to our approach. I mean, just hearing from them, somebody who was able to compare it to something we have done before, I think that feedback resonated more with our team than anybody's because, you know, other customers who are going through this for the first time, they're just seeing it, right? So they don't know what it looked like before to know that there was a real difference. So I think getting that before and after lens and hearing it directly from our customers really confirmed that what we are doing is the right thing. That's great. Do you see any or anticipate any further changes in the strategy over the next couple of years? Do you see kind of an evolution coming for customer success as it continues to change and morph to be even more successful? Yeah, well, I mean, I think just like with software, right, the only constant is change. And so we'll continue to evolve just as we have. I think we'll see more of a focus on the ability to scale outcomes. I think even though a lot of teams are talking about it, getting your customers aligned to that is more challenging, right? Like getting people to articulate their goals mapped back to ROI and measurable metrics is not something that everyone is accustomed to today. And so even though we talk about it, even though we guide them there, I think there'll be a, a heavier emphasis on working with them and getting to that value and getting to that ROI story a lot quicker. So I think that the focus will continue to be on the things that are important, which is that outcomes and experience. But I think there'll be a stronger alignment with being flexible and agile, but then also towards the, the measurement of the success and impact. Got it. Yeah, high-growth SaaS company, it's, it's not always easy. New challenges pop up on a, a daily basis for every function, whether it's success or marketing or development. And so can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges you've seen and how ultimately that's changed your thinking about how to, to ultimately deploy the most optimal program you can? Yeah, I would say, you know, our biggest challenge right now is really the engagement with the customers. So many of our customers have been with us for years, which is really a telling story in itself, but we've supported them in a very specific way. 
not very consultative, not necessarily very strategic, not trying to be overly involved in their business. And so now we've got this new model that says, no, Mr. Customer, we want to speak to you all the time. We want to help you maximize the value from the product, maximize the value from the partnership. And so listen, our customers are busy. They're in the field. They're trying to run their business. And so we are now trying to get them to engage and view us differently. And I think that's our biggest challenge is helping them understand the value of what we are trying to do together so they can engage us differently so we can get to that outcome. So I think that's the biggest challenge that we're faced with right now. We're doing a lot to communicate and tee that up. We're trying to tell that story early and often. So customers that are now coming on board in this new world order have a very good understanding of how we expect to engage. We're setting those expectations on both sides early on. We're getting to the right information so that it can be a successful partnership. But for our customers that have been with us for a long time, it's educating them on why we need to do things differently, why this is important to their business and what value they are going to get out of it. We've got to make sure that the story is very heavily anchored on them and, and has nothing to do with us because it doesn't at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we, I think our, our audience is new, obviously, and we got a lot of folks coming here to understand you know, the future of connected field and asset operations and what, what that means. So can you give any sort of tips and tricks for how they can think about better serving their customers and why it's inter- integral to their business, uh, especially at this, at this moment in time? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I'm going to say is, especially as we're all still navigating this global pandemic, is leading with empathy. It doesn't matter what customers you serve and what industry you serve them. Everyone is going through a really tough time. And it's not just companies, right? It's, it's people. And I think leading with empathy and being able to really communicate with folks in an authentic and genuine way is going to be the first way to really think about how you're changing your engagement to drive better customer relationships. The second thing I would say is leverage the feedback you're getting and be able to pivot. One of the things that I think we are really focusing on now and and which will lead into next year definitely is building out a more formal structure around voice of customer. We want to make sure that we're listening to our customers in all the areas and places that they're sharing information, whether that be through surveys, through their support engagement, through recorded calls, reviews, any place that they're sharing information about their sentiment, how they feel or what they need. We want to be there to hear them and make sure that we're using that to drive how we change and how we evolve over time. And so anybody who's serving their customers or has customers in, again, any industry, listen to your customers, hear what they have to say, hear what they need to be successful, and make sure that you're using that information to help pivot your model to drive change. Right, right. I'm sure every function inside of high growth SaaS, you know, you're probably using a pretty big tech stack or a couple of key tools that are helping you really track and, and understand those KPIs and how you're hitting those metrics and those outcomes for the customer. So whether it's a specific platform or the types of technology you use to really get to those outcomes, that would be really interesting to hear about. Yeah. So within customer success, there there's a lot of tools and technology you can use. I always tell everyone, if you can't budget for something specific, Excel is everyone's best friend. I think it's the most powerful tool out in the market. But aside from that, we have decided to move forward with a technology called Gainsight, which is our customer success, basically CRM and platform. It powers everything to how we engage with our customers. It provides us with a lens of you know, how they're using our product, how they're engaging with us. It helps serve as a project and program management tool as well. So we keep on top of tasks and activities. It's how we deploy all of our surveys to collect that initial feedback from our customers. And it basically powers the orchestration against all of our processes. So this technology allows us to make sure that we're doing the right things at the right time by the right people. And that's really key to our success. It allows us to be proactive um, instead of being reactive. And it it makes sure that we're, again, continuing to provide that high level of value for our customers, which is really what it's all about. 
Yeah. So I didn't also notice, you know, it seems like there's a very vibrant community of customer success leaders and managers on LinkedIn and other platforms. It really seems like folks are extremely active. So how have you been able to stay connected and get involved in that community? And how has it kind of helped shape your your path and learnings? I probably overextend myself in the community, but um, it is probably one of the most things I love about customer success is the the amount of resources and people that have a willingness and desire to help drive our industry forward. And so, you know, LinkedIn, obviously, you'll see a ton of folks engaging. And these are thought leaders that have been doing this for, you know, quite some time. Now, customer success is still relatively new. So you're not going to see tons of people that have been doing it for, you know, 25 plus years. But the framework behind what we do and how we do it has always been there, whether it was through the title of account manager or client outcomes or customer success or client support. Having the title didn't really matter, right? It was what you were there to do and how you're help serving your, your customers. So LinkedIn has been a fantastic community. We're also very active in one called Gain, Grow, Retain, which is a newer community that launched this year. And so I was a founding member of that organization and really kind of building out the content that was going to power the community and the engagement with other CS professionals. But the bigger thing is giving back. And so one of the things that I do quite often is actually speak with other CS leaders. And I would say, you know, whether that's, once or twice a week or you know once or twice a month whatever my uh, time allows for it's about having those really intimate conversations with other folks where you can actually share ideas and brainstorm and learn from one another because that's really where the rubber hits the road right with the community it's those intimate relationships that you're building that are going to be the folks and resources you can lean on to continue to drive success across all the businesses absolutely i do a little bit of the same and every time you talk to somebody new you you learn something new or a new approach to the same problem or a new approach to a, a different problem. And it's very effective. So it makes a ton of sense. also wanted to ask, as an executive, kind of forging a new path, I think, in sometimes a ma- more mature industry like fleet operations, was there any advice you wish someone had given you in the past or any advice that you wish you had taken but didn't as you were kind of forging this revolution and customer success? Oh, um, advice I received that I wish I had taken, probably to learn to compartmentalize. That is not something that came very easily to me, right? Uh, especially when you're dealing with customers that are not thrilled, not happy. It's hard when your whole purpose is about delighting your customers and providing them value. And when your customers are frustrated and not getting that value or not delighted, and they're very vocal about that, it's hard to not take it personal. So I would say professionally, that was probably a big struggle for me is compartmentalizing and separating their feedback with my worth and not tying the two things together. So I would say, you know, definitely early on, my leaders were very clear. You have to learn how to compartmentalize and, you know, these moments don't define you. So it's something I wish I would have grew some strength around earlier. I've come a long way and I think that it's, it's part of my DNA now and how I think and operate, but something I wish I would have learned how to just focus on earlier in my professional career. And then in terms of advice that I got that I wish I didn't take, probably I would say, you know, letting, let the company advance your career, right? When there is roles and there is growth, wait, your company will advance them for you, right? They're going to help be that driver of your professional success. And I'll tell you, that's probably some of the worst advice I ever received because I don't believe it. I believe that my personal and professional success is because I've been ambitious and driven and have pushed myself and I've pushed folks around me controlling and owning your personal and professional success should be on you. And don't wait for anyone to kind of propel your career. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Sounds like some advice I heard once, which was, if you want to move up, 
do a really great job at what your role is and what, what you're trying to accomplish. I was like, sit tight. Don't worry. It will come. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, exactly. that doesn't feel like the, the cadence I want to work against. <laughs> well, that's great. Thanks so much for being our inaugural guest on Connected Ops Visionaries. We're super excited to have gone through and gotten the chance to talk to you today. We're hopeful that in the future, we're going to have a, a bunch of other guests that can join us and give us a lot of insights in different areas of connected field and asset operations. But thanks again so much for joining us. And hopefully, maybe you'll join us again sometime next year to give us an update. Great. Thank you, John, so much for having me. This was a great discussion. 